I'm on a seafood diet. Every time I see food, I remember that I have crabs. <laughs> Comedian, producer, and member of sketch comedy troupe Hunks, Tim Gray, shoots on Stonewall. I watched this guy doing up here in Manitoba. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. DJ Alabama Steen, hit it. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm about to tear this guy apart. S-U-X, my D-I-X. <laughs> That's classic Tim Gray, man. And uh, he's our guest today on the Manitoba Money Shot podcast. With Ron That clip, December 2017, from a show called A Wee Johnny's Christmas Miracle, uh, a benefit show headed up by Matt Nightingale. And he asked me if I'd like to come down and play Santa and rap battle against Tim Gray's Jesus. And uh, hell, it was so much fun. And uh, it was the whole night was fantastic. They raised a lot of money. Um, welcome to the show. Yeah, this is the last Christmas special of 2018 coming at you. The last one you'll have to deal with. Um, this one's a great one. Holy shit, Tim Gray. Uh Fantastic comedian in the city, member of Hunk's Sketch Comedy. He's uh, done stand-up on almost every stage you can think of in Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Fringe Festival, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, the Odd Block Comedy Festival, at Wee Johnny's where he produces a whole bunch of shows. He, he's in almost, uh, well, if he's not in the show, he's definitely there taking the door, doing the lights, doing what he has to do to get that thing going on. There's Late Night Wars, a thing he does with Ryan Ash where they're versus talk show hosts. Um, rumors comedy club restaurant whatever and cbc debaters for god's sakes him and his wife dana smith actually got married on the show 
so that was incredible. So he's gone coast to coast. His sketch troupe is flowing all over Canada and, and uh, America. And uh, the guy just is a nonstop comedy machine. And uh, it was great, great talk. I was so thankful he could come over and have a little coffee and uh, chit the chats. It was fun. For reals. Uh, a Christmas miracle would be if you took out uh, took out the pen and wrote a check and put the Mantle of Money Shot podcast on it, but then rip it up, throw it in the garbage, or recycling. Um, but then get on your computer and subscribe to the show on on iTunes, on Stitcher, SoundCloud.com, Mantle of Money Shot podcast. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, Ronald G. Moore. Uh, the show is. Uh, Capital M, capital B, capital M, lowercase unishot. Um, you can search us on YouTube. <laughs> Got some videos on YouTube. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know what to do. Just do it. Uh, that was a gift for me. And uh, Merry Christmas to you. I hope you had a great one. Looking forward to the new year with no booze. Not drinking this year. Taking the year off of the alcohol and the beer and the, oh, the whiskey. Oh, I'll miss... I'll miss the whiskey the most. Oh. Um, the opening clip, by the way, uh, was recorded at the Park Theater in 2017. Tim Gray's debut comedy CD, You Gotta Laugh. Um, you can get that at Wee Johnny's or Zellers.biz. That's Tim Gray's website. And uh, it's a really cool looking website. You could go to the store, buy a digital copy or a physical copy. The digital's half price, people. And make sure you check out the clips, because not only do you get Tim Gray's awesome stand-up, but you get the debater's clip where he marries Dana Smith. It's awesome. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. A Christmas and a happy new year. We're rolling. Are rolling. We? Yeah, rolling. Checking. Yeah! Checking. Yeah! Check it out, Tim Gray! Woo! And Crap Central! Woohoo! And it's <laughs> Christmas time. It's Christmas time. There's no need to go outside. I don't know. It's old. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about... Okay, and this is the best part. I actually have been to where you're from. I'm assuming you're from. I didn't ask you. Were you born in Stonewall, yes. Manitoba? You were born there? Born in Stonewall, Manitoba. Born amongst the limestone and fossils. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And what... Uh, is there a hospital? There's no hospital. There is a hospital there, but no, I was born in uh, the Seven Oaks Hospital in Winnipeg. Shout outs. <laughs> shout out shout to, outs. Yeah, shout out to all the people you know in Winnipeg right now. <laughs> yeah. Individually. Shout out to everybody in Winnipeg. Uh, uh, Jeff, Steve, Carly, <laughs> Catherine, et cetera, Denise, et cetera, Peter, et Frank, Darren. <laughs> And where's Dana on the list? Dana, your wife. She's Dana's number one. <laughs> okay. Dana's on her own list, actually. Mm. It's a separate list, just her name. Yeah, very private and list. A check mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stonewall. Did yeah. you love? Did you like it? Did you like the small town growing up? Uh, I imagine you're playing outside a lot. Yeah, mixed feelings. You know, mixed feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, was Stonewall like in the '90s? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the ni- like, I think this is not rare to Stonewall. I think it's uh, pretty common in a lot of small towns. Mm-hmm. Is uh, like huge drug problems. Really? You know, like meth was. Meth? Huge meth and cocaine. In the cocaine. 90s, meth? Yeah, meth came in in, well, maybe not meth in the 90s. Hmm. Meth would have been, or well, late 90s, 97. What was late 90s? Wasn't that crack? 97 into the, I don't know, no. I was, uh, yeah. What's, what's, what's meth like? You, uh, like? you like being a meth head? I do. Because you you're know? from Stonewall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's huge. Yeah. People are like, go, you know, go Tigers. <laughs> or, yeah. Our mascot was meth. <laughs> For meth all of our sporting tiger? events, it was just like a, a guy with a helmet on picking his kid. That, I didn't realize uh, small tents had, had uh, drug problems, really. You, I would you're think from, they're removed because you're from you from Winnipeg. Like, city. I'm from Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know like the severity of it in uh, Stonewall compared to the city or yeah. you know different areas or whatever. But the thing is, like in the small town, the only th- real fun that you had once you uh, became like a teenager was driving up and down Main Street. Main Street yeah. was like it literally had an end point and a beginning point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was like maybe eight blocks. You know, right, right. There was the quarry on one end, and then it was the hockey arena on the other end, mm-hmm. and then in between, you just drove up and down it. Right. But was there kind of like the uh, other side of the tracks? You know what I mean? Or the track? 
in this right. case. Well, there were like there was like what six trailer parks that surrounded yeah. Stonewall. So oh, um, the trailer parks. Yeah, they had like their own flavor, you know, mm-hmm. very much like uh, Trailer Park Boys. Right, right, right. That documentary <laughs> series. Art reflects life. Uh-huh. In Stonewall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played uh, played like. Hockey and baseball, and then I was like 13, 14. Yeah, you need the sports to, to do something so you don't fall into the peer pressure. Yeah, for right? sure. For sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. And did you keep at it? Were you, well, were you known as a star player no. in, uh, in sports? <laughs> no. no. No, I I think I was okay, but I was never great. Um, hockey, I loved to play it, and uh, I would like pour... Uh, water on our uh, a section of our driveway every winter to make like a little rink for myself. Oh, nice! And then we had like this uh, hockey net set up right in front of the garage door, and I would just like all day, every day, just <laughs> nah. shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> and I totally destroyed my dad's garage door. Like it was completely bent in, and the hockey net I, I used like the post as target practice, and the thing whole thing was like crumpled over by the end of the year. Right. But uh, yeah. But it got you good. Yeah, it got yeah. You good. It did, but then, <laughs> then it got to the point where like we couldn't really afford to do sports because they got expensive, and then we like I know, went man. bankrupt. You know, yeah. My what? <laughs> what bankrupt? <laughs> Our family went bankrupt. Yeah, when I was like thirteen, fourteen. Oh, okay. And so it was like that was it for sports, and then and then and food. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of things, <laughs> and we weren't sure about housing. And but did you feel like uh, different once you were declared or your family declared bankruptcy? And, and yeah, uh, they're pretty open with you about it. Eh? They were. I remember we had we had a family meeting about it, mm-hmm. and I remember this because uh, it was like one of the worst days of my life because I was also just starting to get into like drugs and. My friends and I were smoking weed right. a bunch, and we had just smoked, like, I think we had just had our first, maybe, like, bong experience or something like that, you know, where right. you just get super baked. Yeah. And then uh, I got a phone call, uh, you know, and we knew it, we didn't have cell phones at the time, so it was like, you know, we're at so-and-so's house, and their mom comes down, like, hey, Tim, you have to go home. Your parents just called, and I'm like, Whoa. And you're super big. Your <laughs> eyes like are just, probably beaming. Yeah. yeah. So then I went home on my bike, and I'm just sweating and I'm panicking because I've like, you know, mm-hmm. never been this big before. And, <laughs> and then oh I sit down, and I can't look at anybody. I have my head down, and I'm sweating, and I'm just, like, panicking. And, you know, my family's there and everyone's so serious. Yeah, and my yeah. dad starts telling us, like, what's happening. We might lose the house. And oh, it's my like, God. Our car got repossession, so we can't go to his job now. And it's, like, crazy, man. It was, what a bummer. Yeah. What a bad trip. So, yes, the worst <laughs> trip ever. I just went and threw up like crazy and went to bed right away. And I was like, fuck. Do you think they figured it out? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because it was such a high in intensity situation right. to begin with. They had that, other uh, things on their mind. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit more. Maybe important. not. Maybe they just thought I was sick, or maybe they, you know, maybe they could smell it on me. I think they knew I was starting to smoke cigarettes and stuff at that point too. Oh yeah. So what what grade is this? I'm a uh, high this school. Be like 13, 14. 13, 14. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was pretty cool. cool kid. I was yeah. pretty cool. Thirteen-year-old smoking <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> would, they, would you be able to buy them in a small no. city or small town? I should. No, say. but we always had. A system. Well, there was like if you knew somebody that had a car, you could drive to a town over, and uh, it was like usually <laughs> somebody that you kind of knew working in a little gas station there. Yeah, and they would sell you cigarettes. A buddy, yeah. a buddy of a buddy. Yeah, <laughs> but not in Stonewall. You had to like hang out by the gas stations or whatever, and you yeah. wait for like a, an adult going in that looks kind of cool to like, hey. Can I give you ten bucks to buy me a pack of cigarettes and you keep the change? And I think smokes were six bucks back then. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. Half yeah. Price. And then when he if he said yes, it's cool. If not, you spit on his car or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, uh, because it was a small town, were you ever worried like, uh, oh, you know, mom and dad are gonna drive by and, and see me smoking and I'm gonna get in shit for that? Or mm. at first, yeah, at first, like we used to hide and smoke. Like we would we go around. <laughs> I remember one time. Because uh, my friend's dad's smoked, and this all happened at the same time as like my one of my good friends at the time. His parents got uh, divorced, and his yeah. dad moved into an apartment in uh, in the town, and um, and the dad didn't take the divorce very well at all. And 
would buy us like booze and cigarettes to like hang be the out cool with dad. them. Yeah, oh, be the cool dad. Nice. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it started with my friends who had parents that smoked cigarettes, like just sneaking a cigarette or two at a time. Yeah, and then we would go. Um, like hang out between buildings or like on a rooftop or mm-hmm. like yeah, uh, the park. At one point, we used to hide under my friend's front deck. It had like the lattice on the side we could pull apart, and then we would just go underneath the deck and we'd smoke like three cigarettes. <laughs> you see the smoke coming through the wood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's no way they didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're, like we're laughing and snickering, and cigarette smoke <laughs> is coming up through the deck. Those raccoons are up to something yeah. down there. And then we would just stink like cigarettes so hard because we'd be sitting in this confined space. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, but and then oh, one other thing is uh, okay. I shouldn't point out that Stonewall is what what twenty minutes uh, north uh, of Winnipeg. Yeah, it's like it's like twenty five minutes from the perimeter, and so it's like a thirty forty minute drive from most places in the city. Yeah, yeah. Is there a rivalry with uh, with the town beside it there? Oh yeah, uh, well, Stony Mountain, right? No, Stony Mountain because we combined uh, high schools. They didn't have a high school. Oh. So we, we all, they all came to Stonewall. A bunch of towns from around us came to Stonewall to go to high school. So we had a pretty big high school for being a small town. Right. Uh, so Stony Mountain we got along with. Um, Toulon. Balmoral we got along with. Toulon, not so much. <laughs> but Warren, Manitoba was our... <clears throat> Those were our arch nemesis. Like, okay. Warren, Manitoba and Stonewall, Manitoba would have legit, like, loading cars up during lunch hour. Yeah. Driving into town. Big brawl. In the wow. middle of the parking rumbles. lot. Yeah. And rumbles, yeah. And then drive back to town. <laughs> yeah. Like... That, wow. Yeah. Do you remember doing this yourself, or you just... I was never on a rumble pack, too busy no. smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I was too busy. I was too concerned with cigarettes. I can't be fighting. <laughs> I'll ruin my cigarette smoking hand. Oh, for sure. For sure. But uh, I was part of, like... Yeah, I was part of some small town scraps, but never the big Warren ones. Those yeah. ones are always crazy. And then when other hockey teams would play, that's when it would just get... Nuts. Yeah, everyone puts on their uh, parents planning. would be fighting. Yeah, <laughs> parents get in there. <laughs> for sure. Like, yeah, these rivalries that go back generations. You yeah. know, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, you start coming to Winnipeg, or no? Look, before we get into Winnipeg, uh, was there uh, in in school? Is where you kind of fell in love with comedy, or just thought, hey, comedy might be something I could do, or were you doing any acting in high school? Or uh, in, act, uh, in high school, I was in the drama class, but I um, I regretfully was, like, too cool to do the plays or whatever. Right, yeah, you couldn't uh, let loose of your yeah. inhibitions about being on stage and being another character, yeah. a separate character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, the first time that I like got laughs in front of a group of like my peers or whatever was in theater class, and we had to do we had to like improvise these monologues, uh, and we would were I think I think the assignment was like to do impressions of somebody or whatever. Okay. So I did like a Jim Brewer. Uh, oh yeah, Goat Boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was more <laughs> of like Joe the Pesci. half half baked. Uh, oh okay. Jim Brewer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I just did like a monologue like that and, uh, and I was getting on these laughs and I remember it felt so fucking good, you yeah. know? So uh, does that, would that say you're a fan of SNL at the time? Jim Brewer? Or, um, well, or, or I, maybe the movie has a lot of like stoner movies. I was huge into like <laughs> Friday or that or what Cheech was that? Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Yeah. That Kevin Hart movie where he was on an airplane. And I think Snoop Dogg's in it, and uh, Method Man's right. in it. Right, I know that movie. Yeah, they're yeah. all like on an airplane together, <laughs> yeah. and like I can picture the VHS cover. It's like purple. Uh, yeah, I was a big. I was a big fan of SNL and Will Ferrell, and and uh, that was my like SNL years. But yeah, the Will yeah. Ferrell years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in high school, I I was in the drama classes, but I never really got that involved. But I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I started selling weed when I was like six. 17 because that's what the movies told you to do yeah <laughs> and then that became like my identity was like around Stonewall yeah. you're big pimping uh, yeah <laughs> got the car and you made a lot of money selling weed in a you small did? town I oh, guess yeah. so yeah because I, I, I kept books for like part of it wow and I looked at it 
Yeah, I try, try to treat it very shit. much like a business. Like right. I would get, you know, big quantities and I'd always make sure the, the product was really good. Right. And I kept like, you know, because I had to keep tabs because you'd always like spot somebody and then they'd get you back on payday or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. It was usually good because if they wanted weed again, there wasn't a lot of options. Right. So, you know, those are the incentives <laughs> to pay. <laughs> well, this is an exclusive, man. This is yeah. awesome. But I made like 500 bucks in in like two days. Wow. Just selling weed. Yeah. Wow. And I bought I bought my first car and first year of university with weed money. Oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when would uh, when was the first time that you decided to uh, try out stand-up comedy? I'm a little bit hazy on like the first time I cuz the first time I tried doing comedy was uh, April, I think it was 2008. Um, it was at Comedy Loser, which was, a uh, like that, it was when every Tuesday at the King's Head pub here in Winnipeg, it was like, uh, what, a hundred to 150 people yeah. watching those shows. Like they were so packed. They were so exciting. Yeah. I remember watching, it was like Ryan McMahon, uh, was hosting Comedy Loser and, uh, I think Keener was on it and John B. Duff and Carol Litwin mm-hmm. and, um, I think Aaron Murky. And I, and it wasn't an open mic. You'd have to talk with uh, Ryan. Kathy Herbert too. Kathy yeah, Herbert, you had to talk yeah. to Ryan. Yeah, so yeah. I like I went to a show, and I uh, was I was working. I was already starting at UMFM on uh, like a sketch comedy radio show. Right. That I had already started That's in the, right. the September. Yeah, yeah. So with, is that with Dan Hewen? With Dan Hewen, yeah. yeah. So him and I were like writing sketches and doing a half an hour weekly radio show that was all just ridiculous, uh, dumb, you know, our thoughts on comedy. Yeah. And, and you're filming videos. Um, yeah, well the, the videos came a little bit later. Okay. The videos came a little bit later once my brother uh, went to like Crecom and started getting really good at like making really cool videos with like awesome effects. Your brother and stuff was like doing that. all the editing and putting my the, brother was doing all that. Together? Yeah, okay. and he needed to do that for his class projects, and oh, I sweet. wanted to make the content, so it was just like the perfect opportunity. So Dan and I, you know, it would just start with. My brother being like, hey, Tim, I need to make something. Are you free on Saturday? Yeah, for sure. So I called Dan. Dan, let's go make some stuff on Saturday. Right. And we would just get together and then we just improvise. Like, I'd just bring, like, a car full of props and we would just improvise <laughs> some video, you know? Right. Was, Could you release the DVD, the gray area of comedy? Which we I did, like, season around. one and we had over an hour of um, content. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I married that with a live sketch show. I wrote that was uh, an hour long sketch show I did at the gas station theater. That was December two thousand eleven, or uh, no two thousand ten. Yeah, under gray area. Of under comedy. gray area of comedy. Yeah, Dan and I hosted it, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, I wrote the sketch show and I put together a, a cast that was like Robin Slade and Toby Hughes, okay. Dan Hugh and myself, and a guy named Mike Trackalo who's really funny. Okay. Um. Yeah, and the sketches were like so. Oh, my God. They were, like, eight to ten minutes long. <laughs> they should have been, like, three minutes long. Epic sketches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It was just, like, really good. Perf- like, Toby and Robin, they could make anything so funny. So, yeah, it was. But um, let's uh, let's get back to the stand-up. Sure. Flip. Flip. Yeah. Flip it. So I went to Comedy Loser uh, a couple times. I think I took an improv class with Ryan McMahon. And then I asked him if I could do Comedy Loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave me, like, a you know, four or five-minute spot. Um, and Comedy Looser also wasn't just straight stand-up. It was very alter- yeah. alternative ideas. The rules ideas. were it had to be solo mm-hmm. and it had to be untested. It can't, you can't have done that before. Oh, okay. So it had to be new and weird and it could, couldn't be stand-up. So I did a character that was just like a super nervous person who's reading the dictionary. <laughs> and... and, and uh, and they keep coming across dirty words in the dictionary and <laughs> having a hard time reading them. Yeah. Um, so you broke out of your shell. Yeah. From, like, say, your high school theater days where you didn't want to really necessarily get into characters. Yeah. Yeah. The high school theater days, yeah, I was very much, had a lot of guards up. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to, I was worried about being a fool or worried about embarrassing myself or whatever yeah and then when i went to university that i took i had to take theater courses well i wanted to but i had to take like six hour and this is u of m this is u university of, m. of manitoba my first year i had to fill some like you know time in my schedule so i'm full-time student yeah 
and I had my like required courses because I was determined I'm going to go to business school and really? I'm going to get a business degree. I'm going to be a businessman. You're going to wear a suit and a tie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Book appointments. And then I took um, a theater course and I fucking loved it. Like mm-hmm. it was so exciting and so interesting and so challenging. And I joined uh, Ken Rutterham. I uh, started the University of Manitoba improv okay. team at the yeah. time. Like, there's been many incarnations of that team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I auditioned. I got in. And um, that's when I started, like, coming out of my shell. And, right. And, did yeah. you finish the business degree? No, I, I did finish my degree. Uh, but I, I was, like, three courses short of my business degree. And they were very difficult courses. And I just <laughs> was not going to get them You're done. Like, yeah, it was like a law course. Uh, well, goddamn, it sounds like you're so course. busy as it is. Yeah. And then you throw school on there, too. Yeah, you must have been just full-time yeah, I was... being creative and staying out late. Yeah. Uh, when did you cut your teeth on stand-up officially? Stand-up officially. So um, I took a comedy writing class at PTE that was taught by Trish... Uh, Cooper? Cooper, yeah. yeah. And uh, Sketch comedian in her own right with Royal Lichtenstein Theatre Company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she, yeah, she, the class was great. The class was, uh, you know, it taught us to write like sketch and stand up. Yeah. And so I wrote a couple like solo sketch pieces and I wrote uh, a bunch of stand up jokes. Okay. And then they had like the cabaret at the end of the class term, right? Where you perform your stuff in front of the people. Yeah. And that would have been at the Colin Jackson? Yeah, that's right. Colin Jackson. Yeah. yeah. I was really obsessed with, uh, Paul F. Tompkins at the time, right? As a stand-up, yeah. and he had a special that's really the hard. drink, the drinking, the one? drinking yeah, one. I love that too. I yeah. love that special. It's so funny. Yeah, it's he okay to bar- drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a bartender on stage, yeah, right? Yeah, right. and he's like kind of getting a new pint every time he goes into a new like chunk, or you mm-hmm. know, it's sort of like timed so well. So yeah, uh, I was a big fan of him. I was a big fan of Zach Galifianakis. I was a big fan of Stephen Wright. So a lot of my stuff was derivative of their material. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I went up and I did like 10 minutes of jokes that I'd never done before, but I just wrote, wrote, wrote and like a bunch of pages cause I'd wanted to do it for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so that was my first time doing stand up. was that. Right. And then it was right. a long road cause I started doing improv and sketch first uh-huh. and then I got into stand up after that. Oh, so okay. I'm, I maybe I've only been doing stand up for nine, nine years. Right, right. Maybe. Okay, um, sure. But yeah, sure. the cavern had already come and gone. So there was once a month at the King's Head was John Duff's mm-hmm. um, Shits and Giggles. And then there was the Press Club, which was um, that, that bar. Jason Beck. Jason Beck. Jason, Jason Beck comedian basement the of the Marlboro. That, uh, yeah. yeah. I think that was once every two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a couple like one-off shows once in a while. There was just like no shows happening anywhere. Yeah. And so that's also when I started getting into producing shows. Okay. Because I was at the University of Manitoba. I was already working at the restaurant there, Degrees Diner. Mm-hmm. And I, so I convinced them to let me put on a uh, monthly show there. Oh, nice. So we did like an improv show. We did a stand-up show. Another creative outlet was, uh, and I may be wrong here, but the, um, the talk show on, on public access. The week thus far. The week thus far. <laughs> the week thus far. And it was a, it was a show. There was a supplementary um, kind of online magazine or something like that. Yeah, it started off with an online. It started off as like what the Beaverton started off as. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah. yeah, we just did like, pa- uh, or The Onion is like the first example of that. Right. But uh, uh, we just did parody and satire articles. Whose idea was it to start a talk show? Well, um, so uh, I did that, that sketch show in December 2010, mm-hmm. right? And then after that, January till June, I was on an exchange program uh, and I was living in England at the time. For six months, and I did like the, a monthly stand uh, monthly stand up show there. Wow! And um, I just performed on it, I didn't produce. Right, right. But um, and and I did a couple of, like one of my worst shows ever was while I was in England for that six months, and I was asked to do stand up comedy at this Haiti fundraiser. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many people? It was it was like a full room. Yeah. Um. Everybody there was uh, uh. Everybody there was like a like an African exchange student. Uh. Like the I was the only white person in the room. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Which just you know, <laughs> it was just kind of difficult for me to to get a feel of what was going on. 
So I come in and the host was like uh, 30 minutes late. And so the show, show started a little bit late. Yeah. And the host goes up and, um, and is just uh, uh, introduces me by saying, this next person's coming up. They're a comedian, so they think they're pretty funny. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> let's all get ready for the comedian. Fuck him. By uh, let's all per- let's all do some fake laughing to make the comedian feel good. So he gets oh, the whole what room. An asshole. Yeah, I know. He gets the whole room to fake laugh and pretend to laugh in this like, oh, cacophony of just awful. You know, like yeah, like just awful. Sounds of fake laughter and then brings me up on stage. And, you know, like I'm, I wasn't a very good comedian then. I had, I had some jokes, but I tried to go into them and, and the stage lights weren't working. Mm-hmm. So the stage lights go off. <laughs> yeah. The room is pretty well lit, but I'm sort of in the shadows now. And projected behind me on a big screen are these horrible images of the destruction from the uh, from the hurricane that oh ripped through God. Haiti. <laughs> you know, while oh I'm trying God. to do like these jokes, and then the people in the audience started fake laughing again, <laughs> and they like fake laughed me off the stage. That's, <laughs> was, yeah, that's the worst kind of heckling. It's just pretending just you're a liking room it. Full of fake, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just ignore me. Wow. <laughs> okay. Know? And then, so yeah. you're there for six months. So, anyways, I'm there for six months. Um, there was there was a night where this comedian Tom stayed. He came through the university and did a show. Afterwards, he's a Canadian and he's been living in the UK for a while. And he's you know he's a pretty big stand up out there. Yeah. Um, afterwards, uh, the, the town I was the, the city that I was living in was seventy percent Pakistani, mm-hmm. um, and it was so easy to get weed, like really good weed. <laughs> you <laughs> you still on the weed. I'm always on the weed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm like, Tom, you want to smoke a joint and like talk about comedy? So he comes to my dorm room, mm-hmm. we smoke a joint, I show him like clips of my stand up, we talk about comedy. He's like, here's what you got to do. Like, you, like you're, you're too afraid of looking like a fool. You have to let that go. Mm-hmm. You're a comedian. They're going to laugh at you. Like, don't try to be the cool guy. Nobody right. likes that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, just give me like some really good advice and really good stuff to think about. Nice. Um, at, there were so many cool and interesting TV shows firing up in, uh, in the United Kingdom, so I was, like, determined to uh, have a, a cable access TV show. Like, we could just do that. Yeah. Um, so I came back, and so the whole time that I'm away, Dan Hewen and Craig Ward also are on that same mindset, and they're like, let's, uh, they want to make a TV show. Right. And Craig Ward? Craig J. Ward, he is, uh, he's not really a comedian as a, yeah. as a performer, but right. he's, the, like, one of the funniest guys I've ever known. Oh. But he had been working at Shaw at the time, and he worked in Shaw TV, so he was like our in at Shaw to get nice. onto the community access programming. Cool. And also he was just he's a he's a he's a really good editor. He's a really good designer. He's a really good you know he, he can make anything look really professional. Yeah. Um, so he was like our main our main our main guy when it came to you know the show. He was like the executive producer. Right. You know. I should say that the show was uh, yeah Dan Hewen as the host. Right. Your original sidekick buddy was not Ben Walker. Uh, or it was Ben Walker. Yeah, it was Ben Walker. The ben ball Walker coach. was the old ball coach. Who uh, kind of left after a couple seasons and were replaced with John Wilson. That's right. And you'd have local uh, Winnipeg celebrities and some good guests. Yeah. And bands. You'd have a band on Oh, yeah. You'd have well. a new band every week. And half hour or an hour? Uh, half an hour. Half an hour. Yeah. New so, band every week. Recorded at first at the Forks, if I remember correctly. That's right. Finn's at the uh, Finn's Pub at the Forks. And then we it was kind there. of moved from there to a be- much better King's Head location King's Head was way eventually. better, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what are, what are your, some of your favorite memories of that show? Um, there's, I mean, there's so many memories, and it was such a good uh, school, you know, because yeah. we did, we did like, uh, I think six or seven ye- seasons. Mm-hmm. It was uh, five years of my life. Yeah. And uh, and then you kind of escaped the format sometimes and did like a mini sometimes movie. Sometimes we did, yeah. Those that were some of the most movie, fun. I was so great. So the format, the format was this, where it would it would start, each episode would start with, uh, you know, it's like a late night talk show style. Yeah. And Dan and the and the co-host would open with like a banter between the two of them. Right. And we would write like, you know, walk-ons or guest gags or whatever kind of joke for the two of them to play. Yeah. And then we would do like a sketch after that. And then we would do... Uh, we, we each, every week it was our, we had to write five, it changed. Sometimes it was 10 and then some seasons it was five. We had to write five topical jokes from that week in right. the news, you know? So every week we're writing five to 10 jokes. 
Period. Yeah. You know, yeah. even that alone is a great exercise. For sure, comedian. yeah. And then writing sketches. Uh, I really enjoyed um, doing walk-ons. There's one episode where Dan Hewen couldn't be there. And I think it was around April Fool's. So I hosted the show as Dan Hewen. <laughs> I think I remember that one. <laughs> I found like a big blonde wig <laughs> and like a goofy sweater. Yeah. And then I just got to do the whole show like as Dan Hewen. And oh, it was that's great. So fun, yeah. Yeah, great um, idea. And what, five seasons? Yeah, five seasons. We did, I think we taped, we taped over 100 episodes, but 99 went to air. Our final episode, it just never got released. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> okay. um, it was just an awesome live show. Can you see it on YouTube? Are there any episodes oh, yeah. on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Week thus far is on YouTube. You can see all the old episodes. It's all up there. Yeah. We had uh, um, Tom Segura. Mm-hmm. who has a bunch of like Netflix specials. He came on and he only spoke in Spanish. That was Tom? Yeah, that was oh Tom Segura. Oh my God, yeah. that's right. He, he only spoke in Spanish. And we had Peter Oldring from This Is That. Mm-hmm. We had um, like Judy Washalisely. <laughs> <He's, laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, we had um, Mark Forward was on the show. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of comedians coming in the rumors. Yeah, and you, 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 it worked out because we taped on Monday. So if they were in town on Monday, mm-hmm. they could do the show and then do their week at rumors. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And our, our head writer for a few seasons, Ryan Ash, was a regular host at rumors. So somewhere in there, you decided, uh, or someone decided, uh, hey, we, we have enough talent here for a sketch troupe, a sketch comedy troupe. And. Hunks is formed. Yes. Okay. Hunks is your sketch comedy troupe. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about the origins of, of Hunks? Certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of came out of the ashes of uh, Week Thus Far because Week Thus Far was sort of at its end. You know, a, a few of us were ready to leave. Um, and, uh, you know, it was me and a couple other guys were like, well, let's just do a final big blowout show. And, yeah. And we did that and it was a lot of fun. Um, but a few of us still wanted to work on projects. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Dana Smith and myself, we had done a show together with Rory Fallis. Um, he is our, like, he is our everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, you know, he's your our, audio, video. Audio, video. He's kind of like the Terry Gilliam. He's, yeah. He's in the sketches yeah. here and there, but he's yeah. more behind the scenes. That's exactly it. And um, we had done a show together called Tragedy Plus... Comedy plus time equals tragedy mm-hmm. at the Fringe Festival. It was like a two-hander sketch show for Dana and myself. You, okay. And then Rory uh, directed it, and we sort of wrote it together. I seem to remember going to that show. Uh, uh, yeah, it was at the Rachel Brown Theater. Yeah, Rachel Brown Theater. I was there. I did see it. it yeah, had, it was like, a great a th- show. Yeah, through line of Dana and I like falling for each other, and yeah, it was kind of corny, but I liked it. And so, but you reached out to Rory. You reached out to yeah. uh, Matt Nightingale. Yeah. And you reached out to um, Quinton Green. Yes. Yeah. Quinn. Sorry, Quinn. Um, so, yeah, we had worked on uh, stuff together. And also, uh, Matt, Quinn, myself, and Dana, as well as uh, Shanti uh, Marastica. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives in Toronto now. And then Kathy Herbert and maybe one other two other people we were we were in a sketch group and we were going to be doing like a monthly show at this restaurant but then the restaurant the whole thing fell through but we had already kind of had a few meetings together we already wrote some content together uh and so yeah and it, so when we all came together we all had that like sort of similar uh vibe and yeah. and and we you know we we all picked each other because we knew that like nobody else was going to work as hard as we were Ah, like as much as talent cool. and and performance and all that and was being in the right place, an asset. Yeah. yeah, the what what was really important to us is that we were all going to put in, you know, equal amounts of effort and work our butts off to yeah really make a go at something. So that's what hunks. That's what hunks is. Right, and yeah. since you've really taken off, like you've really started flying high to other cities. Of course, Toronto, Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, where do you where have you played in the state? Seattle. Uh, Seattle, Chicago, and San Francisco. Wow. And yeah. they're all sketch comedy festivals, Yeah, right? exactly. And when you're there, do you, do you do a little stand-up on the side or try to get out to the open mics? <laughs> well, keeping on the theme of weed. Uh, <laughs> you're selling weed? <laughs> God. When I was... <laughs> That's just a prop, officer. That's just a prop for the show. <laughs> no, when I was 18, I was arrested uh, for possession of a controlled substance, Ooh. a.k.a. marijuana, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I did 25 hours of community service, mm. 
Uh, Picking up paper. What would you do? I raked a lady's lawn. A bunch, and then I worked at the. Was lead. it the judge? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then I volunteered at the community center. And Very nice. The, and the Legion. You did your time. I did my time. Yeah. I did my twenty-five hours. I served my time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you went right back to selling weed. <laughs> um, I did, but but um, it became a problem having this uh, monkey on your back. Uh, it did because it meant. Um, well, that was in you know I was eighteen at the time, and then I had traveled to the states multiple times, multiple mm-hmm. times, multiple times, multiple times, and then about six years ago, I was going to the states with my grandma. And I told, they like, asked me if I've ever been fingerprinted. Right. And so I told them the story. Uh, they brought me in for a couple of questions, but then they sent me on my way. Okay. And then a couple months later, I'm going on a road trip uh, to my friend's wedding in Missouri. It's me and Dana. Mm-hmm. Cars loaded. I got the week off work. I'm so excited. Yeah. I get to the border, tell them the same story. They bring me in again. They put me in a tiny room with this huge, like, Frank Bibbles guy. He sits at this old computer and he's typing one finger at a time my responses to his questions. And then he prints this thing out and it's on an old printer with like the holes, perforated holes on the side. Right. And he has to tear it off. And then he tells me, you can't go into the States anymore. You're denied entry to the United States of America because you broke a law that's a law here. Right, right. How, how many years had passed? Uh, at that point... It would have been at least 10 years. What was the law broken there that you went through, that they allowed you to no, go through? No, because I had committed a crime in Canada yeah. at some point in my life that is also a crime in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I don't have a criminal record. Like, you will not find any record of this in my criminal right. history. Yeah. Um, and I had, you know, I did my probation and all that. But because at one point in my life, I committed a crime that was a crime in the States... I was denied entry to the U.S. And oh, it was, that was it. Right. So then I had to go through this whole process of applying for a U.S. travel waiver, which costs a ton of fucking money. Yeah? And Thousands? it's a long, oh, long process. And, um, and, and then, yeah, it was like a three-year ordeal getting this U.S. travel waiver. Oh, and I just got it this year. Hey! Yeah. So I could not go with Hunks the first time they went to Seattle, Chicago, and San Francisco. Oh, and I bummer. was fucking heartbroken. Should have a cardboard cutout of you or something. Yeah. You know, something that represents FaceTime. <laughs> but we're going to Chicago again in January of this year, mm-hmm. and I get to go. So Yay. I'm so pumped. My first time. And maybe you'll get a little stand-up on this. Maybe. Thing. I think I will, because I'm going to go a day early, and... Uh, uh, Spencer, who is a, a comedian in Winnipeg here, he knows some stand-up He runs the open mic on Tuesdays. That's right, Wednesdays. Yeah. But yeah, Hunks has, been, uh, Hunks has been doing a lot of things and a lot of, a lot of opportunities are opening up for you, us. You've reached 100 episodes on your podcast, yeah. which, is, which is pretty sweet. Go subscribe to Hunks Podcast, it's although it's kind of died down in the yeah. regularity of the episodes. Now it's going to be like a special guest sort of thing, but there's lots to go back on, lots yeah, yeah. of that's, that's, classics. I know, it really saved me when I was working just to be able to go back and listen to all this stuff I had yeah. and I didn't have a chance to Yeah, at the time. Um, um but yeah, we did. So we, we we released a weekly podcast for uh, like almost two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of stuff on, on our YouTube channel. Yeah, we're trying really hard right now to get a TV show. Oh so yeah, we're trying shopping to shopping around. With, uh, yeah, we got a script. We got yeah, yeah. We got a lot of um, a lot of ideas and a lot of stuff. And, and uh, you know, we're working really hard to try to get some stuff going. One of my favorite sketches is. Uh, where Dana plays Wonder Woman. Or oh yeah. Is it Wonder, Wonder Woman? Woman, that's right. Wonder, yeah. It's called Wonder Woman Wardrobe Malfunction. And her boob pops out. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> that that made me feel like it was like back in the week thus far days because I got to sort of make the special effects for that, which was just like a fishing wire tied through her the top yeah. of her shirt. And then I'm like <laughs> you know, sitting on like laying on the ground underneath yep. her. I uh, just pull the string at the right time for her boob to just <laughs> flop out. Yeah. I also love the uh, the one of the most recent ones. And it's oh, it's 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 the one. Let's get, let's get. Uh, it's our take on the. We gotta get the team. We gotta assemble the team. You yeah, know, assemble the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really good. They're like CIA agents and like we gotta get. What what about Johnny Never Dies? Yeah, and then it shows Johnny Never Dies, and it's like he's dead. <gasps> How okay? Just a. 
touch on this quickly. Uh, when you guys get together and write sketches, uh, do you write individually? Do you write together? Uh, how do you decide, how do you let someone know that, hey, this sketch is, mm, could be better? Yeah. Or, you know, is there one person who's kind of like the judge and jury? Or do you all, all like, be in, are all involved in that decision? We're all involved in the decision. We, we, we typically write our sketches together. So some of us will come up with ideas or premises or we'll just sit there and shoot around ideas until something sticks and we like it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, uh, uh, yeah, we, we always write the sketches together. Yeah. We're kind of working on a little more of like, let's come up with the idea. Mm-hmm. Let's work out the beats. Let's get like what the, what the, you know, the key points of the sketch are. And yeah. then somebody else walks away with it and puts the words on it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're all, we all, we're all pretty harsh critics and, and we're, we're pretty tough on each other. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, we're we're learning to get thicker and thicker skin, and I think it's a huge asset to be able to say no to each other, yeah, uh, and well, that not yeah. be like you know the end of the world. Um, I saw your your friend show this summer, the Choose Your Own, Own Adventure yeah, show, yeah. which was great, and it was at Wee Johnny's. Now, That's talk, right. let's talk about Wee Johnny's a little sure. bit, okay? Wee Johnny's is the bar that you basically produce comedy at and not you got hunks you got a variety of comedy shows yeah. themes every night you got trivia on tuesday yeah the wednesday open mic and you're the guy you're the the main man there how did you uh get involved with we johnny's um a lot of the times i don't like my stand-up or I, i'm very down on myself about a stand as a stand-up mm-hmm. and um uh, you know, I feel bad about it. And then there's also this thing in stand-up where it's like, uh, you know, when somebody else gets a gig and you don't get it, you're like, why didn't I get it? You know, what, you know, what did that person have that I don't have? Or, yeah. or I'll, fuck, I'll never be as good as that person. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a lot of that. And so, I don't know, I was just kind of at a point uh, in my comedy life where I, like, I, it felt like nobody was asking me to do any gigs and nobody was asking me to be on any shows um, I just, you know, Hunks was, uh, sort of firing up and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I didn't have a week thus far anymore. And, and then you came upon the bar. Well, again, bringing this back to weed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> weed is a winner. Okay. Uh, I was, I was picking up some weed from a friend of mine and he was at uh, a backyard sort of soiree yeah and i go to the backyard and i'm you know uh, kind of know some of the people there so dean and i were hanging out and chatting and and then my friend introduces me to this guy who works at this bar downtown that has uh some music shows but they're talking about maybe having some comedy shows mm-hmm. so, so they approached you or this guy approached you yeah they about did, doing they, shows they did introductions we swapped contact details i was looking to put on a show anyways so i came down to the bar i came to take a look at it it's a nice bar and at that time they had just dumped a bunch of money into renovating this like basement space to be a really cool looking bar yeah and uh it just wasn't getting used for those of you who don't know by the way we johnny's is underneath uh johnny g's uh, around Old Market Square. What's that area called? Yeah, the Exchange District. Exchange District. Yeah, nobody was going there. They, uh, they, they just they weren't doing very well. So then I started doing a monthly comedy show there. One show a month. One show a month. Started on Sunday. Open mic. No, booked. Book show. Booked, themed. I wanted to do themed shows. So it was like the food show or the sex show or the whatever. Okay. You know, so I challenged comedians to sort of write material based on that so we all can write new stuff and it started off as and i think it very much still has that energy of we're gonna see some experimental stuff or we're gonna try new stuff or don't be afraid to take risks here right yeah yeah um so it started off as a monthly show on sundays it wasn't going very well at all uh you know i had to bring in like an ikea lamp and we just had like a speaker <laughs> on the ground and, yeah and the the like this like everything was set up so weird like there was a all the sound equipment ran from a dj booth that was like by the entrance but uh, there was never going to be a dj there right so but all the sound equipment was ran to there so then i had to like buy a bunch of cables to run them over to the showroom and then set up the speakers there right right and uh um and then they had like this, they had bought some lighting equipment, but it never worked and it was never set up properly. Yeah. 
So I had to like download the user manual, learn how to <laughs> work this like lighting equipment, and then and then we like rigged it up. So we had lights, and then a stage came in after that, and and then once you had the the that all set up, then you're like, hey, we could do this more than one night a month, a month or whatever, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, this the, the Sundays, uh, yeah, the Sundays did okay, but then they were also kind of struggling, and then the cavern started up again. So the yeah. Sunday. Open mic at the cavern. In right, Baltimore so you're stepping started. on the. You don't want to step on the cavern. Yeah, and it's like, ugh. Well, I didn't know you were starting up. So now, because it was supposed to be done and over with. Yeah. So then, but that actually worked out because then it was like, I came there on a Thursday, nobody was there. I came there on a Friday, nobody was there. I came there on a Saturday, <laughs> nobody was there. So right. I was like, well, why am I doing it on a Sunday? I can put on a show that'll get more than nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so then we moved to Fridays, and then it was like Friday once a month, and then it became. Every Friday, <clears throat> weekly, right, and then um, uh, and then the Jekyll and Hyde's closed down their their comedy show on the Wednesday there, and uh, there was no comedy happening on Wednesdays. And Spencer, yeah. who was like a new comedian in the city, um, we we approached him to run the Wednesday open mic, and then mm-hmm. so it was Wednesday and Friday, and then we started adding Saturdays. And then Jeff came in with the Tuesdays, and now we're like Tuesday to Sunday almost. Yeah, it is definitely the alternative comedy house of Winnipeg. Rumors being the comedy house, yeah. this is where you want to go if you're not going to go to Rumors. I would even say put it before Rumors. No offense to Rumors, but this is like all the local good stuff. You know, if you're visiting yeah. a city, sure. you don't want to go where all the tourists go. You want to go where the locals go. Sure. And all the locals go to We Johnny's. And it's all thanks to you, man. And I know every person every uh, comedian i've had on this show your name will always come up because oh, yeah? you've, you've helped all these people um you've given them a stage and uh yeah you're definitely uh one of the biggest assets to to the comedy community here so oh. i thank you and i thank you for coming the meditable money shot <laughs> is 100 questions that uh, you need to answer within five minutes okay, okay. um uh, it's gonna be rapid fire really easy stuff you know favorite and maybe a couple things you may have to hmm and ha about okay but um and uh, but to win uh, the money shot, you have to have 90% correct. Wow. Okay. No one's done it. Okay. I've had 15 guests, okay. something like that. No one's been able to do it. hundred questions. I have faith in you. Okay. I can do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight's money shot is $10.45. Are you ready, Tim Gray? I'm ready. Okay. Oh, one more thing. Um, <laughs> fortunately, uh, I did not write out questions. I was too caught up in, in Christmas uh, thoughts that I did not actually write out 100 questions. So what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm just going to reuse questions from our last guest, Martin R. Howell, because um, he really didn't get through a lot of them. So uh, I apologize, okay? Uh, but uh, I think these questions are just as good than the ones I would have uh, wrote for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hail Santa. <laughs> Name a dessert. Cake. A toy you wanted but never got. Bike. Name a celebrity with a single letter as a middle name. J.R. Tokens. Name an actor who played a Rocky Balboa opponent. Uh, 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 Creed. Uh, Creed, the actor who played. We can skip. Skip. Can you break dance? Yes. Favorite place in New York City? Uh, Times Square. Favorite place in Winnipeg? Uh, Times Square. Uh, favorite place in Toronto? Times Square. <laughs> favorite place in Vancouver? Times Square. I'm going to check back that. How much in, is adult fare for Winnipeg Transit? Three ninety. Real Christmas tree or fake <laughs> Fake tree? Real or fake? Fake. Name a four-panel comic strip. Uh, ooh, Garfield. First comic book purchased? Um, uh, Santa Claus. Fuck Spider-Man. <laughs> say a Saturday Night Live catchphrase. Did I just say that? No. Did, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> did I do that? God. Skip. Name a middle. Name a movie with Molly, Molly Ringwald. Oh, uh, Sixteen Candles. Have you ever scuba dived? Yeah, I don't. No. Have you ever skydived? Yes. Uh, make, make up a name for a shot of booze. Uh, the fuzzy fizzy. Do you wear a ring? Yes. Best concert attended. Uh, Cor Blunt. Uh, Adidas or Nike? Oh, Nike. Uh, least favorite wrestling tag team. Ooh, um, uh, triple X. <laughs> triple X. I don't know. <laughs> Is Ron Jeremy funny? No. Favorite Ramon? Um, uh, 
Johnny. Johnny, uh, have you ever eaten McDonald's in the past year? Yes. Have you ever? Uh, name a mother goose ta- tail. Ooh, um, the, uh, the, the, skip. What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, chocolate. Who wrote On the Road? Oh, uh, Jack Carraway. Favorite state in the United? Ooh, America. Uh, California. Name an SCTV character. Uh, uh, that's a tough one. Character? Yeah. Uh, uh, ooh, the station manager. I got me arrow. Yeah, I got Okay, name an artist band uh, who played Live Aid. Oh, uh, you too. <laughs> name a celebrity you'd like to get an autograph from. Ooh, um, uh, halfway there. Uh, 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 <laughs> ben Affleck. <laughs> Ever fuck a guitar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, wasn't expecting that. Can you do a Christopher Walken impression? No. <laughs> yes, yes. How many si- How many songs are in Michael Jackson's Thriller album? Thirteen. Do you get road rage? Yeah. Uh, are you a graffiti tiger? No. Did Burt Reynolds expose his penis in Playgirl magazine? Yes. Wrong. Ah. Favorite rapper? Um, Chance. What's your go-to snack? Um, uh, pretzels. Do you like anchovies? No. Have you ever visited the top of the CN Tower? No. Favorite color? Blue. Least favorite color? Blue. Besides Luke, name a character from The Last Jedi. Uh, Delilah. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Yes. Delilah? <laughs> uh, name a much music VJ. Oh, Brad. Hippies or Bradford. yuppies? Yuppies. Do you ice skate? Yes. Uh, have you uh, watched a Harry Potter movie? Yes. Have you read a Harry Potter book? No. Can you play a brass instrument? Yes. Who won the first Cannonball movie? Just name one. Name anybody from a Cannonball Run movie. Uh, Steven. Steven, I'll accept. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Um, go to the bathroom. Name a comedian you've seen live. Ooh, uh, Mark Forward. Have you attended a Winnipeg Jets game in MTS? Y- yes. Who were street people? What were short people called in The Wizard of Oz? Oh, uh, Munchkins? Very good. And who's on first? <laughs> What's on second? Wrong! I don't uh, know. Name a, name a Winnipeg <laughs> band you like. Come back, kid. First cassette purchased? Um, uh, best of Billy Joel. 45 seconds. Name a superhero you'd like to be. Uh, superhero. Uh, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Are you a fan of grunge? No. Name a Velvet Underground song? No. Last fruit you ate? Uh, orange. <laughs> name a town in Manitoba? Somo. Favorite uh, subject in school? 30 seconds. Uh, social studies. Have you met the honky tonk man? No. Uh, do you chew gum? Yes. What happens in your nightmares? Lots. Last, last video game up played? Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Do you own a futon? No. Who cuts your hair? Me. Name a, uh, a modeling show. I can't even read that one. Pass! <laughs> uh, what was David Letterman's musical director sidekick? 10 seconds. Uh, Schaefer, Paul Schaefer. Do you eat yogurt? Yes. Uh, favorite uh, meat? Uh, salami. Uh, have you ever entertained a birthday party? Yes. Name a member of Zed Laplin. Uh, what? Yeah! That's, <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> Name a member of Led... Did I say Zed Leplin? Sometimes yeah, yeah. I mix up that Zed band. <laughs> did I say it? I'll go back on the tape, but... <laughs> you did, yeah. All right. Well, it's a nice try. <laughs> uh, before you go, can we just talk briefly about uh, your comedy CD, which is available at Wee Johnny's? And uh, is there a website or a website? There is. Zellers.biz. Is your website. It's my website, yeah. yeah. Zellers.biz. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You'll always be associated with low, low prices. Yes, yes. And this CD is also very funny, man. I- I've listened to it um, constantly over, over the months in my car, at home. It's great. Thanks, so funny. Man. I not only like the jokes, I love the timing. Like, for instance, one of your jokes is... Um, is um, about the, the seafood one. Oh, where it's yeah. Like, you are on a seafood diet. Every time I see food, I, uh, I it reminds me that I have crabs. Or just the, the flow <laughs> yeah. of the jokes yeah. is really impressive to me. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And uh, what's it go for at Wee Johnny's? Uh, it goes for 10 bucks. And you can buy a digital copy at Zellers.biz. That's right. You can get a digi- digital copy at Zellers.biz. If you have Spotify, you can listen to it on there. If you do have Spotify, yeah. I would really appreciate it if you would just uh, put it on silent and leave it playing on repeat yeah. while you sleep because it doesn't cost you any money and then I get some money on that. There you go. 
Yeah, hey, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really good. And uh, geez, Tim, you're, you're doing so much. I'm gonna try to just see if I can remember everything. Sure. Okay, you got Wee Johnny's, so go see those shows down there. That's right. Wee uh, Johnny at Wee Johnny's on Instagram or comedy at Wee Johnny's on Facebook. Yeah, and yeah, it's pretty much everything. T- like Tuesdays are trivia, Wednesdays are open mic, Thursdays are gonna be pretty much all improv. Yeah. Uh, Fridays are gonna always be stand up comedy. Cool. Saturdays are always gonna be something comedy. Right, right. You know, and uh, uh, pretty much if you're interested in even performing, you're pretty much there every night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, you also, so you can look for him there. Uh, the Hunk Sketch yes. troupe. You got, uh, of course, you got the YouTube. You got the, uh, Instagram, the, the podcast, podcast, live shows. Live Go shows. see Hunks. They're probably yeah. coming to your city soon. Yeah. Um, uh, you'll buy the CD. Am I forgetting something? Um. <coughs> oh yeah, if you're looking for weed, oh, yeah. please go see Tim yeah. Gray. If he doesn't have it on him, he'll get it for you at low, yeah. low prices. This is Hellers.biz. That's right. If there's anything that could sum up this interview by a final line, what what do you got? What do you think? What could what could we say? Um. um if you're looking for weed, yeah. <laughs> well, in the words of the immortal bard, smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs>
Before we go, it is Christmas, and I it did is. get you a Christmas present. So, something I thought would be nice and thoughtful for Christmas. Here you go. Oh. Open it up live on the, oh, on the Merry show. Merry Christmas, Tim. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I think you'll like it just because it's comedy related. Oh, it's a book. It's a book. Because I know you went to university. <laughs> I did. Holy shit, man. Michael Palin. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, Thank you so much. It is a long read, it looks like. It looks diaries, <laughs> 1969 to 1979. That's amazing. Yeah, are you aware that he, he has diaries? Like, that he has, he's been writing a diary, a <sighs> daily journal, almost his entire wow. life. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Man, I did not know that. This yeah. is so awesome. Thank you so much. They're, like, uh, definitely my influence. Wow. Okay, Tim, uh, we're, we're out of here.